Hello, everyone. Today is an extraordinary episode as we have the privilege of hosting a remarkable young guest, none other than the insightful 13-year-old Owen Storms. Hello. Brace yourselves, dear listeners, as we embark on a journey to unravel the thoughts, experiences, and perspectives of a teenager navigating the intricate landscapes of today's society and era. I'm your host, Nancy Duarte, and we're about to peel back the layers, exposing the raw realities of adolescence. So buckle up, grab your favorite beverage, and get ready for an eye-opening conversation that promises to bridge the generation gap and shed light on the world through the lens of a 13-year-old. This is the Naked Truth Podcast, where we lay it all bare. Hi, Owen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So, Owen, where are you talking to me from? Where do you I'm live? I'm in uh, Pembroke Pines, Florida. Where is Pembroke Pines? What what state Florida. is that? Florida. Do you like Florida? Mm, sure. Sure. Have you lived somewhere else before? California. California. So bluff. Which one do you like better? California or Florida? Mm, probably You don't have to have a favorite. Could be both first. Howie. California? Mm-hmm. What do you like about California? For those Californians that know That's just where my dogs are. No, I'm talking about California, not your dogs. <laughs> uh, also, I just had it was just easier for me there. Uh, easier. Okay. All right. Well, today I'm going to ask some questions that usually parents want to hear, and they never get to talk to their own teenagers, and and teenagers usually don't talk to their parents about these subjects. So I thought it would be great inviting you over. So you can be speak in behalf of a lot of teens and for parents to understand their teenagers a little bit better. Are you cool with that? Yep. Okay. So let's begin with the first question. How would you describe the role of social media in your life and the lives of your peers? The role of social media hasn't really influenced my life very much because I'm an I'm fairly active compared to a lot of other kids. Okay. Because I don't really like, I like going outside and playing with my friends. I don't really like staying inside and being solitary unless it's like just all I can do. Like if I'm sick or something. Social media is good for uh, kids who have like problems with uh, just people in general. Like they have problems socializing and making friends. Like so, and it's also good for just normal people who have a an easy time socializing and making friends. But it's better for it. It's has it's had more positive results for the people who um have a harder time because those people ha- can like even if they can't, they never see them again. They never see them in their life. Mm-hmm. They're still making friends, which can help. Because it's someone to, like, confide in, I guess. So you're saying that social media also can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it can also be also be a, a bad thing, which everything else 
uh, can be. Um, because... Well, like, tell me a little bit, usually, why do you think parents, though, get so mad at their teenagers because that's all they do and they feel, I can't communicate with my child because all they want to do is be on social media. What do you say to those parents and what can they do different to try to help their kid to be less on social media? Don't expand. Don't don't expand to your interests. Do mm-hmm. things that they like. Because when you're hanging out with someone, you don't hang out with them and, and just do your things with your friends or something. Give you, me an example. So let's say, oh, I like going to the I like going to the movies, but my best friend who's over, likes going to arcades. So you can either do both or you can compromise. So you're saying the parents should take the time to do things that their kid wants to do rather than what what they want to do. In other words, go to your level, into your world, get to know you through what you like. Yes, because that's because that's going to help because it's going to help you like they're going to trust you more. Right. Of course. Definitely. So you would say also that technology has also helped teens by providing a platform for making friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, especially for those kids that like struggle with socializing at school. Yes. You would say that like more of the introvert child, the mm-hmm. one that likes to, to hang out alone and afraid of you know speaking up it's a way of getting them to speak better through technology yeah and i've heard that parents constantly say yes but you know what it's also dangerous there's out there's there's predators out there are you aware of those things yeah that's just more of a thing of being careful that's more of a thing of like, you just have to be careful and just not go on any bad websites. Okay. Do you have any um, suggestion for parents? What, what do you think parents should do in the case of a kid that only wants to socialize in social media and they fear it? What What advice can you give parents that they can do so they can If feel- your kid's only socializing through social media, that's not good. Because a majority okay. of the people that you meet through social media will you will never see in your life. Right. So I'd point. say get him outside. Try and like get him like a therapist or something to help them try and help them get more confidence or help them like or help them try and like um help them try and like be able to talk to people easier, to be able to approach people. Because if they don't have that skill, how are they going to make friends when they're grown-ups? Very so good. you want to teach them one of the one of the vital skills of making connections with people. Because once you make connections, when you're grown-up, you can use connections. And that's how you can, like, get help if you need it in, like, businesses or something or whatever. Can you share any experiences related to the pressure of fitting in? Or meeting, you know, society expectations as a teenager? Uh, oh, yeah. In fifth grade, I got... Uh-huh. So, in fifth grade is when I went back to school. 
mm-hmm. um, for the pandemic. And uh, then I was like really self-conscious about my weight because I like I, everyone was like, like really slim. Right. And like um, everyone was just like really slim. And I was like, oh, I need to do this. Uh, so then I can be cool. Right. I'll boost my self-esteem and yada yada. But like that that's not really how it works. It's really just being comfortable with yourself. So like you can't be comfortable with others if you're not comfortable with yourself. So then at one point I just kind of like stopped caring about others' opinions on me. And uh I'm yeah, that's kind of what I'm known for at school, just really not caring about anyone's opinions on me. So you're no longer seeking acceptance from people. You're learning to love yourself. Yeah. And if they're annoyed or they don't like it, you're okay with that. Yeah, that's their problem. If they have a genuine problem with me, they can come they can come talk to me about it, not start like harassing me or whatever. Or like starting drama. Yeah, we know how that goes. You know, Owen, it takes an adult a lifetime to get that. And you got that at 13. That's pretty amazing. It really is. Now, I know stress is one of the highest things that kids go through. Do you believe, and I'm throwing this one out on you, Owen, when you're dealing with stress as a kid, parents usually don't realize that your stress is as stressful as their stress in their world. Do you believe that? That depends on okay. what they're doing. Because right. it, it, it depends heavily mm-hmm. on just how they manage like their things. Because if they have a lot of stress and they're doing a office job, then probably not. But like if they're doing like an easier job, mm-hmm. like um like if you have like a parent that's bagging groceries or something, then yeah, they're gonna have a lot of stress because bagging groceries makes very, very little money. But um But you're talking like, about financial stress then. Yeah. Financial with- stress, but then like just like mm-hmm. normal stress with other things like friends or something. Mm-hmm. Then like, oh, then yeah. Cause socially you're really not different. You're like parents are just more mature, social like more mature. They're just right. more mature versions of ourselves. Because we get a lot of our um we get a lot of our influence from our parents. So yes. they're socially they're really just a more mature version of ourselves. So um socially the stress can be equal, but like when it comes to like financially, absolutely not. Because a child doesn't have to do anything financially. Right. They depend on their parent. Unless unless they're like into like some bad things. Yeah, of course. So what are the one of the biggest stress sorters that kids your age go through or personally that you've been through that you can share? You know, what does a stressed life look like for a 13-year-old? For me, it's just getting overworked at school. Or when there's a or when there's a lot of drama and it involves me. That's mm. rare because I kind of like just lay low. Right. But um when there's a lot of drama involving me, then that kind of stresses me out because it's like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, of course. And so yeah, I don't really get a lot of stress unless it's like 
unless I'm like trying to do a goal and like I over push myself for something. But I don't really have a lot of stress. Do you believe kids are very stressed at school with homework and quizzes and tasks and keeping it all together? Isn't that one of the hardest things that kids go through where they feel the most stressed? School is not a... When school was invented, it was made for pure of just learning, right? Right. School School devolved into something that's Oh, you're a bully, you get a slap on the wrist. You do it again, you get a detention. Mm. Um, well, like, bullying can be a serious problem. A lot of school, especially with, like, middle school. Because middle school is when, like, people just don't care. They will do the most, the worst things to you just mm. because it makes them look better compared to, like, their friends or something. And then... But then, like, um, let and then if they're doing that, then th- that can also be a cause for school shootings or or fights. Mm-hmm. So and school has really school is supposed to be a place that we can learn judgment free and just chill. Right. Yeah. Like a place and like, I don't know, another home, I guess. I don't know. So, I don't know. That feels like a bad example to me. But yeah. Like, I guess another home, I say in air quotes. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So let me ask you this. Are there particular mental health challenges you've observed or faced among your peers? And how do you think they could be addressed? I've seen some of my friends go into depression. But this is more of a thing where I've seen it with um, girls. Okay. Uh, Some of my friends who are female have had like just like um issues with mental health because they like because they thought a boy liked liked them and they didn't Mm. but that's like really kind of just like oh i'm sad this man doesn't like me but that can also be an issue because more of a thing like being if someone like asks you out or something being rude about it isn't cool you know of course like let them down lightly like sorry no like say something better than that. I don't know, but yeah. If so you're talking more like rejection, yeah. And then, but then, like actual mental health issues, I've seen with some of my friends just because they're lonely. Like not like friends, but like just people I've seen, just because they're lonely or they get like outcasted. Right. That's another. Which can, which can be a problem is in middle school, like a big problem in middle school, because a lot of the people just kind of like. That's when you're like going through puberty the most. Mm-hmm. And that's like the worst parts because middle school is just like absolutely horrible because of uh just the kids. Also some of the, also sometimes teachers, but that depends on where you're at. Right. So let me ask you this. What issues or, or causes are important to teenagers today for 2023 going on 2024? And how do you see your generation making a difference? Mm. Do you think your generation uh, has made a significant impact? My generation has probably made a significant impact. Just in the fact that like okay. a lot of my generation is easily influenced. Because my generation is like kind of kids, right? Kids right. and very, very young adults. And like young adults under the age of like 25. 
And that age, those ages are like the worst ages because of um because you're not really an adult when you're like 21 or something. You're not really an adult. You're still kind of a kid because of just just in the fact that like your brain's still developing. So when your brain's still developing, you have um you have to uh what's it called? You're go- you're more gullible. Like and you, challenged. You, yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit and like challenged. Yeah. Way. But that's how you start growing and learning. So yes. it's a bit like mm, what's the word? Like um It's a bit like um hmm. What am I looking for? I don't know. It's like hard just for like kids who like don't find the right group. Right. I get that. Right. They don't fit in. They're like misfits. Yeah. They're misfits and they and they can't find other misfits that are like them. Exactly. And so what usually happens that you've seen when that what happens to a kid like that? What have you observed? Uh, I've observed that they don't really, like, they kind of, uh, what's it called? They kind of like uh, flush themselves out of society and just kind of like stay to themselves and become the quiet kids. So after COVID, there's been a rise of online learning. How has transition to virtual classrooms impacted your educational experience when you were going through COVID? Uh, I got really, so this was also in sixth grade because they had the same like turning in system, which I didn't understand mm-hmm. um, because we're, we're in person. So right now just hand it in. But um, in COVID, I wasn't, I was still enrolled in a school in California. So I was doing like virtual classes there. Um, mm-hmm. But it was like, it was like harder. It was harder because it was less interactive. That's a good point. And it was less interactive. And um it was more like I can't I can't raise my hand and you can't see it because you're looking at something else trying to teach us. You're looking at your lesson plan or something, or you're looking at a book so that you can teach us. So how were teachers answer your question? How did they handle that? Um you had a question. They have like a question and answer time, but like, but like some people like have a question, then they completely forget about it mm. and then they'll go confused. And then, yeah. And, how and then, about, uh-huh. in, um, sorry. No, go ahead. In sixth grade, we had the same thing. And I thought that was absolutely retarded because of, uh, the fact that, um, the only place that didn't have it was a uh, math, which was good. Because I don't really, because my mom, like my parents, I have like time limits on everything, right? Right. So I can't like use things at a certain time. And sometimes I forget about my homework. It's also just harder. It's just, it's more annoying to turn in homework. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Parents love to hear that. You know, parents really think that the biggest problem that why you're not doing your homework is because you're socializing or playing video games and then you forget. What can parents do to make it better or, you know, parents are there also to help discipline you because kids don't know how to do that on their own. So that's why a parent exists. 
Like what, what is it that in your home on a daily basis that's done that has helped you at least mostly always do your homework? Uh, my pressure is kind of like always on me about it. So. Okay. So can you give an example? Because you have some other parents that are not, and then they're hearing this. And I think it's a learning that they would love to learn. What is it that your parents do that helps you to do your homework? When it comes to homework. So my school is like better about it because, uh, the, my, the new principal is like 50%. uh, Now it's 50%. So homework is like a big thing that you need to do now. Okay. Um, but like even even like school, especially if they're like if they they don't do well on tests, mm-hmm. um, because they're pressured, absolutely, be super strict about their homework with them. Not too strict, but like strict. And be aware when they didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. Like, look for like, if you know if you know like when they're lying for so like changes in their face or something. Ask right. them if they do if they do their homework and if you know when they're lying, then right. you can kind of like do that and punish them for lying, because lying to your parents isn't cool unless for like a surprise party or something or if it's like a white lie. Right, I get it. Yeah, what you're saying is own up to what you did, because it's it's gonna save you at the end. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. homework make does make a difference, believe it or not. Even yeah. though it may be like 20% of your grade. um, like It's kind of like practicing what you learned that day. Mm-hmm. That's your practice. That's how, especially in math, because math is like harder to study than like science or English, because like math is something you learn through like experience, right? Right. You learn the techniques and then you do them through experience. And then that's how you get better at them. It's kind of like basketball. If you know maneuvers, then you just have to practice, practice them to get muscle memory. Or like fighting it, or jujitsu. If you know the takedowns, if you know the submissions, if you know everything, then then you just have to get the muscle memory down, and you okay. just have to get better at it. Very good. So, um, like math is math. Um, homework is helps greatly because uh in math, math is just like kind of annoying for me because uh I never knew I never was like good at studying math because I learned through like doing it. I. Like, so that's why the homework kind of helped me. Um, yeah, it does. So math homework can really help. Yeah. because It's like you're learning about it. Yeah. Practicing, practicing math helps you remember it. Yeah. For sure. And then um, it's all, I think for teachers, it'd also be good for like them to make it more interactive. Mm-hmm. Like um, also having a buddy to do it with is also good that's true a study buddy yeah and like if you could like i don't know like um pair them up like in class or something or like have like pairings or something i don't right. know that's yeah so like have parent pairings for like the, the people who do homework together then that would probably help them a lot that's like a- um because then It'd also be easier to grade. And they could kind of, oh, this is, they they two, they two, they get two different answers. This is this, and this is this, right? Right. So then they can work it out. They can find the, the real answer. So do you feel there's enough support for teenagers dealing with mental health issues? 
And if not, what improvements would you suggest? Mm. Just kind of be more aware of it. Like, look for the signs. Because okay. looking for the signs can pretty much save someone. Would you say signs are more like trying to understand your, your teen's mood? Mm-hmm. And what look for of- the mood swings because okay. mood swings are big. Yeah. Because if they're having constant, constant moves, mood swings, mm-hmm. especially for guys, because now like guys like really don't open up. I don't either because right. that, that's just kind of like I don't talk. I don't like talk to anyone about that stuff. Right. Girls talk a lot because they 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 know how to say what they feel and boys don't. Yeah, I'm. Me and my friends just kind of, uh, we don't really talk about our feelings, really. We just kind of torture each other. <laughs> That's a boy. So if there was a mental health program in schools that helped people embrace who they are and allow themselves without judgment, uh, would you think that's a cool program to have at school? Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time people won't do it. Like do expecting one thing and then getting it is two different things. Yeah, but what what if we lived in this world where suddenly they're making, you know, mental health issues a big deal at school, just as they make a big deal out of math, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Would you uh, say your educators, your authority figures there, if you had a more supportive system, would you say a lot more kindness, love, compassion put in there? Do you think that would yeah. prevent let, let's just say um, suicide, depression, drug issues, and even school shootings. Mm, yeah, a support system is big, especially for teenagers, because we like we don't know, we don't open up as much. Right. So we and so we kind of need a support system. We need someone to like force us open. Yes, that's a right. That that would be the mental health. And one more question: How do you find a balance between screen time? and offline activities in your daily routine. Like, give me your schedule. What does your life look like? How do you balance that? What is, you know, tell me your day so parents can get an idea. Hey, that's a good idea. Something I could do, you know, with my kid. Well, one, um, I have a screen time thing, but parents don't. Don't. What is that? Um, Some parents don't even know that yeah, they have a screen time. So, like, uh, after a certain amount of time, I can mm-hmm. get on my computer and then it, like, shuts off. And then I can't get on it again. It's like, unless you find them, like, doing a whole bunch of, like, uh, stuff, like, when they're not supposed to, like, uh, staying up late. Right. Then don't don't put it on. I mean, then put it on. But if they're not, then, like, it's, it's really not that big a deal. Because if they're, like, an obedient kid and they're not staying up late and they're doing everything that they're supposed to, then, like, chill. Because, like... You, you'll probably be able to trust me. So um, w- when you're balancing your life, like you have extracurricular, give me your schedule. You wake up in the morning, you go, it's Monday. W- what's your Monday look like? My Mondays are horrible. Okay. Like today, I was like so tired. I could barely keep my eyes open. Because of so much that you have. And so how do you balance it? What What calms you down? I don't know, kind of just uh, having fun with my friends. Okay, that's a big one for you. So how do you recharge to do homework? Sleep. 
Oh, homework, uh, music. Do you do it immediately? Get it over No, with? it depends on what Great. it is. If I have, if I have reading assigned, then I'd Uh uh, do it before I go to bed. Like actually, like reading, reading, like read up to this page. Uh, then I do it before I go to bed because uh, reading is actually really good to do before you go. To, excuse me, before you go to bed because um, reading is better to do when you go to bed, but rather than like doing it later. If you have nothing to do, do it like before. Then, but like if you have something to do. Do it before. If you don't have something, or if you have something to do, do that instead of, like, reading before bed. Because reading in bed, like, before you go to bed, reading is actually really beneficial for your dreams. Yeah. Because your dreams kind of modify, like, how you sleep. Because mm -hmm. if you don't have good dreams, then you can, like, wake up, and then it's going to be hard for you to go back, go back to sleep. And don't read. Get an actual book. Go somewhere in Barnes and Nobles or something. Get a book. Because um, if you read before bed, then don't don't read on like your iPad or something right on because the screen the light the light from your it'll like it will it stimulates you. Very true. Very good advice. So very good. Um, is there anything else you do to calm you down? I also know a lot of music. Music, music is great. Also, yes. Well, you know what. Time is over, and it's been wonderful talking to you, and it's so refreshing to hear a teenager speak the way you do, especially in 2023. <laughs> that I can mm -hmm. say because I'm a mom of my of three, my own. They're all grown, but you know what? Just to hear you at your age, I'm very impressed with you. It's been wonderful having you. Um, I hope to you know invite you back again, and we can talk more so parents can get an, um, a good idea of you know, you can help them how to be better parents, more attentive in in making, you know, and doing the best for their kids. Because I know parents mean all well, and you can be a voice to the voices of children that don't know how to speak like this. So thank you so much for having you here you today. It was wonderful. And for those of you that are listening, um, we will be having Owen back soon. And thank you for listening to the Naked Truth Podcast and talk to you later. And if you like my guest today on the Naked Truth Podcast, then check him out on Twitch and YouTube at Phantom Water 64. Phantom Water 64. Talk to you soon.